The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We are at a completion of our Bridges to Breakthroughs series today. Hasn't it been an awesome series? Yes. And how many of us got a, a poker chip on the way in? Everybody did. Uh, Reverend Barry is spreading a rumor that they're good for $25 in the bookstore. That's not true, but maybe they'll give you a discount. And uh, on uh, this, this token, because we're, we're ready for a breakthrough now, right? Yes. On this token are all the, the qualities uh, that we've talked about. We've had uh, topics such as accepting change, honoring feelings, uh, getting back into the game, uh, casting a, a grander vision in our, our talk today, leading forward together. And we've had these qualities on here, if you see, um, all the things that we need to cross the bridge into breakthrough. Courage, honesty, surrender, heart gratitude, vision, and community, a very important piece. And Dr. Michelle and I are so grateful to lead uh, this talk to, uh, together as well. And it's been a, a very special series because it also involved uh, a, a vulnerable and courageous announcement from our senior minister and uh, spiritual leader, Dr. Roger Teal, that after 25 years of senior ministry here, uh, 40-some years of being a part of, of this church, um, he is stepping away from that role of senior ministry. I don't think he could ever step away from Mile High Church. Yeah. His heart is always right here. Um, but it's uh, been, been pretty powerful to watch him be vulnerable with us uh, to help be an example of how to do courageous change in your life, embodying these qualities. Mm -hmm. And uh, knowing that there's some interesting changes in your life, Dr. Michelle, I think Mm -hmm. I'd like to begin today by just um, asking what it was like for you to hear about Dr. Rogers' decision and his uh, request uh, that you become a leader of uh, this wonderful spiritual community, spiritual leader of Mile High Church. Let's see if anybody else in the room um, uh, resembles this remark. Shock. (laughs) <laughs> kind of one of those um, one of those announcements that one understands may happen but someday was always in my mind someday Dr. Roger will want to retire and I thought someday was a little bit farther down the road so I was shocked in the midst of the conversation probably my eyes were very wide and I thought oh my gosh and I just kept breathing and kept kind of being, trying to be present as I try to practice whenever I hear shocking news or something that kind of surprises me. And, and I kept hearing actually Dr. Rogers' own words sort of resonating in my heart because often with all the changes that we've been through with um, people retiring and moving on, and Dr. Raz is here this morning and he, he retired and you know we weren't real thrilled about these changes, but Dr. Roger always reminds us that, that another person's good is our good. And so I kept telling myself, if this is good for Dr. Roger, I love him and I want him to have the life that he wants to have. And I love Erica Teal and I love his kids and his whole family, his grandkids. And if this is going to give him the life that he most wants, then of course I want him to have it. And so I had to kind of just be moving through that shock while he was talking. And then the notion that he began to propose about you and I co-leading this community felt... um, like an awesome idea. I was immediately a yes for that. I was immediately a yes for that. Um, Yeah. And there are a number of reasons that I I was and still am very much a big yes for that. Um, I think that Dr. Roger has 
for 25 years been our senior minister, and we both know the life of a senior minister, and it's a busy, busy life. And uh, for one person to, to hold the energy of this big, wonderful community has been uh, a powerful thing for him to do. And I know that he has made choices in his own personal life that, that uh, meant that he had to hold our church in times when he could have been holding, being with his family, and, and things like that, that I know happen. So to partner in that feels like a huge relief, especially because I'm not as young as I used to be, and uh, I think that's great. And um, the other thing is that I have a sense of love and familiarity with you that goes back, way back. I've known uh, Reverend Josh since he was a teenager, and I wasn't too much older than him, a little older than him, but you know, yeah. But uh, (laughs) let's not belabor that, shall we? (laughs) But have known you for so long, and you and I have this rich history, and then having you come here and get to work with you and continue to get to know you and have our relationship unfold and feeling the, the love and the trust and the joy and the fun and the, the anchoredness and how uh, similar we are and how different we are and how fun that is for me really feels powerful, and I'm really honored and grateful to do this work with you. And lastly, what I'm aware of that I think you and I have an opportunity to do for each other and for this community is our world needs desperately to see powerful examples of men and women working together in harmony, right? Yeah. And Reverend Josh is a great man. He is a man who, as a female, respects me, honors me, lifts me up, holds me accountable in beautiful and loving ways. And that's been one of the most healing things for me, is not only being able to be with you, but, you know, at this, in this church, we have the most amazing men in our church. We do. From Dr. Roger... Reverend Raz, to all of our, Reverend Simon, Masando, all the ministers on our team, Reverend Barry, he's kind of crazy, but he's great. <laughs> His baseball stuff, a little, t- no, I love the, the men here. Um, the men here have healed my heart, have, have, have helped me as a female to be empowered and uplifted and be strong and be who I am. And I thank you for that. And I am so looking forward to continuing our work together. Well, I'm very grateful to get to work with you too. And that's, it's an essential part of you know, leading forward to, together is yes. us looking at the stuff and communicating and, and being empowered in that. And mm-hmm. I'm a big believer that we don't just demonstrate the church for ourselves, the spiritual community, but it demonstrates us. Each and every yeah. person here has something to bring. And you've always been bringing your energy, but I know what's being called for now is even greater levels of your dynamism, <laughs> uh, your creativity, your humor, uh, your willingness to be vulnerable, and your, your, your immense power. And your your presence, and so I'm so grateful that we uh, get to uh, be represented by you mm. in such an incredible way. And you know, for me, my my life has uh, gone through a lot of change and transition these last uh, two years. And for the most yeah. part, I have Dr. Roger to thank or blame yeah, for that, yep, depending yeah, on how do. you want to yeah. look at it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, I was in a successful ministry in, in Seal Beach, a community that I just love. It was the hardest thing in my life to, to let that, that go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on a personal note, um, I got married two years ago. Uh, and uh, eight, eight weeks today, uh, we had a little baby. Yay. It was so awesome. And I know we like baby pictures, so we did want to show you our little Nancy June here, uh, who we're so proud of. She's so adorable. 
it, it you know, makes me well up a little bit because I think it's a, it's a strong uh, lesson that when you have the courage to step into more space in your life, to create more room, you never know um, how spirit will, will fill that space. Uh, and for me, I don't know if we, we would have Nancy June if we didn't take the, the leap as a, as a family to come to Colorado. You know, when we make the room for God, God fills the space. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember the day in uh, October of, of 2015, I was having kind of a stressful day because I was at someone's home doing a little bit of counseling and I had agreed to pick up our son, uh, Gavin, who was about 10 at the time, from school. Uh, and um, I, I'm trying to get out of there and, and my phone keeps ringing and I keep looking and it's a Colorado number. I have no idea who the heck's calling. And uh, I rush into the car and I, I'm driving to go pick up Gavin from school and the phone's ringing again and I, I think I'm going to let this person have it. And so there's an ambulance going by. I go, hello. <laughs> is, this, is this Josh Reeves? Uh, yes. Well, this is Dr. Roger Teal. <laughs> wow. So I, I uh, tried to straighten up immediately. And, good, good choice. And uh, we had a nice conversation, and he said, would you like to come and speak here sometime uh, next year? Which, if you aren't aware, I'm sure you are, this is you know, one of the, the best honors in our movement is to get to Ooh, come yeah. and speak at, at Mile High mm-hmm. uh, Church. And so I went and picked up Gavin, and he uh, got in the car, asked him how his day was. He asked me how mine was. And I said, you know, it was kind of tough, but it was really cool. I just got a call from the greatest minister in our movement he invited us to go speak at our biggest church in Colorado and his first response was when are we moving there <laughs> so I did that you know that spiritual oh shoot there <laughs> and uh, of course I listened to spirits call it only took me about two two and a half years to get out here uh, but it was it was again a great lesson I think for each one of us is that when you make that commitment to the sacred in yourself to that power for good greater in the universe that is within you, it will create incredible opportunities for you. It will create opportunities, I guarantee you, that will even be greater than you could comprehend in that moment if you are willing to step into them. And another thing I would want you to know too, and what I'm telling myself as we embark on this journey of leading forward together, is that there is no challenge too big for you if you are willing to walk into it with humility, with a willingness to grow, Mm -hmm. and with trust in that sacred voice within you. Mm -hmm. Humility to not think you know it all, (laughs) the willingness to grow, to embrace um, your mistakes, uh, your your skills, and also your community, and that sacred voice within yourself that if you listen to it will never steer you uh, the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And when you know, Dr. Roger shared his decision with me, the, the word that really comes up was just reverence. Mm-hmm. Just reverence, uh, which included a certain amount of total panic. Sure, of uh, course. Little shreds here <laughs> yeah, or there. still happens every <laughs> once in a while, huh? <laughs> but it, it was reverence, first of all, for you know, getting to sit in front of, of the most respected minister in our, our movement, and in my mind, the most successful minister in our, our movement, Dr. Roger. And it was kind of not only that honor that he had somehow helped choose to, for, for me to leave, but to get to support him for this great work that he's mm-hmm. done, which will never stop. He, Dr. Roger doesn't know how to do anything but thrive. But to get to support him is a great honor. And second, you know, this is uh, our, our most 
sacred church, our most important church in my mind. How many folks who go to other uh, churches in our denomination go there because they at one point were at mile high or another. So Mm -hmm. it's a great honor because I not only think that this is our best church, but it's the most important church for our movement's future. So it's such a great honor Mm -hmm. to to step into that. And then the the honor uh, to get to work with you, Dr. Michelle, Mm -hmm. someone who I respect so much and to get to stand beside you and and to uh, model cooperative leadership. Because Mm -hmm. the truth is, it's not just about you and I leading. It's about our incredible ministerial team and everyone who identifies with Mile High. We're all being asked to step up into uh, greater leadership. And we yeah. get to do so with with reverence, but also with joy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the the wonderful thing that you're talking about here is that leading forth together. Uh, I love that title because you'll notice it doesn't say lead forth alone and struggle with no one to lift you up or support you. Right? <laughs> doesn't say that. It has that word together. And uh, sometimes in our busy world, we isolate and we forget to reach out to one another. I love Dr. Raz has always been reminding us that recovery takes place in community. And I used to be part of a community here called People House. And years ago, their, their slogan was, no one can do it for you and you can't do it alone. And so for me, leading forth together means that I have to be willing to be vulnerable enough to seek out partnership to seek out the, 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 the joys and the challenges of that, of, of being in community and being connected and feeling our connection living itself out. That's just, that's just true power right there. Yes. Letting and, people support us. And uh, Dr. Raz Smith, everybody, totally in remission, cancer-free Yay. here. Stand up for Raz and Tina. We Woo. love you, too. Dr. Raz, in his journey, might relate to this too, but there's a a quote that's really been uh, resonating with me and coming back up. It came from a a French uh, Catholic priest who lived at the turn of the previous century. And he said, "When when I truly knew that God existed, I could do no otherwise but live for him alone. When I truly knew that God existed, I could do no otherwise than live for him alone. And I interpret that to mean when we, when we know that there's an infinite sacred power in, through, and around us, when we truly know it, it's the only thing we can live for. That doesn't mean that you don't get to enjoy romance and Netflix and ice cream. It's that all those things become illuminated with an understanding that God is at the center and heart of your life. And it's so much better to live with the power of infinite knowing, depth, and joy than to live with something less than that at the center of our our lives. And when it comes to this idea of leading forward together, uh, that's what I I know for us is we'll need organizational charts and leaders and committees and all that kind of stuff. But what we really need to know is that there is a power greater than we are at the center of what we do. And if we remember it and follow it and listen to it and communicate about it with one another, Uh, The path is golden Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of the great examples and things I love about Dr. Roger because he's someone that's the epitome of that statement. A lot of us, we get a glimpse of spirit, uh, but only from the part of ourselves that we see is spiritual. So we kind of compartmentalize it. I'll meditate for a few minutes in the morning. I'll go to church on Sundays. And that's all all good. Mm -hmm. But, But it's different. 
when we give our whole life, even what we see is the worst in ourselves, mm-hmm. those, those dark places, to that divine life, how it uplifts us. And Dr. Roger, if you were here last week, shared about all the blessings that came mm-hmm. to him when he gave himself to that, that knowledge that the divine is everywhere. Uh, he found Mile High Church. He found a father figure and mentor in Dr. Fred. He found a beautiful wife and children and grandchildren. And all along the way, he has been a part of, with this community, touching millions of lives. A ministry that will never end because it continues to touch so many lives. So when we give ourselves to that sacredness, when we give ourselves to that knowledge and make uh, the divine the most important or the heart of our lives, not only does it bless us immensely, but the byproduct of that is we get to be a blessing to so many others. And that's the story of this church. Mm-hmm. We come here to be blessed and we get to bless so many others in the we, process. We do. And community has been a huge source of what I've sought out my whole life. You know, I was the first one in my family to want to go to church when I was a little one. And uh, I was always disappointed in the churches that I came up uh, came up against. And so then when I found Science of Mind, when I found this community when I was 15 years old, which was 40 years ago. <laughs> oh, that was a long time ago. It was a breath of fresh air. I was that weird kid who uh, I've told many times, as soon as I got my driver's license, I said to my mom, I want to borrow the car. And she said, well, where are you going to go, honey? I think she thought I was going to go be with friends or something. I said, I want to go to church. That's kind of nerdy, isn't it? That was me. <laughs> because I could feel that feeling you were talking about in this place, that, that feeling of being in community, being together, feeling the presence of God. And I felt it like nothing else. And that's what I wanted. I wanted more of it. And that compelled me forward to continue to be a part of this community. And I was thinking back on community and all the years that I've been part of this community, even though I went away and and Dr. Rogers has been a part of this community for so long, and even though he may come and go in his, you know, here in the services and such in the future um, after he retires, what I know is that um, I've sat in this, in the buildings of this space many times totally enamored with God totally on fire for God, feeling the inspiration deep within me, had mystical experiences, powerful experiences, coming to services or coming to an event or coming here. I've had moments where I've shown up with my little heart broken, you know, crying because I was sad or lonely or depressed about my life. I've come here uh, to witness sacred ceremony and watch as people got married, including people in my own family. I myself, my wonderful husband Ken and I got married on this day four years ago on Thanksgiving and and my mother got married here and my brother married his wife here and I've watched babies be baptized and I've watched and conducted funerals and stood there watching the sacredness happen and I've watched on Sunday mornings as there are people who are here in our services who've had the most amazing week and others who are who are so heartbroken or sit and cry through the services, either in tears of joy or tears of sadness. All of that is in this space, and it's not just me. My energy's in this space. From all those years of being here, it's everyone who's ever walked through the doors of this place. And I love how they say that uh, you can 
maybe breathe in the molecules of Jesus because it's still a physical presence. Well, here, when we come together in community, we can breathe in those moments of mystical awareness that someone who has come here with that hunger that Reverend Josh is talking about for God found what they were looking for and it had a transcendent experience. Or we can breathe in each other's light and each other's energy, and that's part of community. It's just being in this holy, sacred space, and it's transcendent of what happens up here on stage, you know, beyond you and me, yeah. beyond Dr. Roger. It's, <laughs> And I just have the visual of breathing in the Jesus. Breathing in Jesus. Breathing in the Jesus. Breathing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, just two brief points about you know, leading forward uh, you know, together. And I, I got this just from what, what you were saying is that you know, we, we don't lead, we don't move forward uh, alone. We, you know, mm-hmm. we do it all one. We do it as community. All, all one. And, uh, and a thriving life requires uh, folks who know the truth of who you are, who remember the truth of who you are, even when you forget it about yourself, to hold you that. Mm-hmm. And you know, secondly, uh, that, that vision to me means always knowing your tomorrows are greater than your yesterdays. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's hard to do because we've had such rich yesterdays, but they continue to light a fire in us and to guide us forward. And I, I'm, I'm sure this is the same for you, but what I, I know is uh, I wouldn't have taken this, this job or stepped into this if I didn't believe that Dr. Roger wanted this community to be even greater than ever uh, before. Absolutely. And I know that's hard to imagine, but I, mm-hmm. I know that that's the heart of our work that we're called to is to take this incredible spiritual community that means so much to us individually and collectively and to bring it forward with a vision that knows our tomorrows are even brighter, even deeper, even more profound mm-hmm. uh, with, on, on the back of the great legacies mm-hmm. that have continued to be built and, and left here for us. We're all, we're all holding the light of this place for a time, yes. and, and we continue to pass it on uh, brighter and brighter. We are. And Dr. Roger has, has thrown out a, a phrase that I want to mention briefly, too, before we move into some ceremony, and that's the, the notion of being enlightened citizenry. Because the thing that is true about this is that when we come together in community, and when I say it's transcendent of what's going on up here, sometimes people say, well, I'll show up because of what's going on on stage, who's singing, who's speaking, what's going on there, what the topic is. You know, I was one of those weirdos who would show up and sometimes sit through all three services. And I still show up here and go to church even when I'm not speaking so I can hear the brilliance of my colleagues and be inspired by them because they are all brilliant and I love them and I love being here and I love who I get to be in the midst of this community. And so I show up no matter what and I have found family, true family. And this week when we're approaching Thanksgiving and I know you said earlier and I totally agree, if you want to see how spiritual you are, go be with your family for Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> you he said it. I stole it. <laughs> but I was thinking it's it too. A it's a Ram Dass line. I always thought it was Deepak Chopra, but whomever it was, they're right. And so the thing, though, about this is that we have the opportunity by coming here and being in this holy, sacred healing space that so many have walked through every week, no matter what, to be together. We understand the value of community, and community can be challenging. There's another book I love. The title is Wherever You Go, There You Are. 
And so we have to accept that, that when we're part of community, when we're part of a spiritual family together, while things can be amazing and we find God, part of how we do that is through the resistance that shows up, that our consciousness is still active. It's not like we walk through the doors and we're washed clean of our consciousness when we sit down. We still have things that all of us need to work through to get to feel that closer sense to the divine. And so what happens, how that shows up in the beloved community that we're a part of is someone pushes your buttons. Your favorite senior minister suddenly retires and you're left with two leaders that you have high hopes for but you don't really maybe know as well as you'd like and we all have to trust each other. You meet somebody in a class and they're not real nice to you or you have somebody who reminds you of someone in your life that you don't appreciate very much. And, and the work continues. And sometimes it's made more difficult because what happens in church is when we run up against someone who's not happy or who's rude or who's not the perfect person or not happy today is we think, well, that shouldn't happen in church. We can take it at the grocery store or even at the Starbucks, but at church, no, it's not allowed. It's not acceptable. But keep in mind, wherever we go, there we are. And so part of how the divine in us seeks to be expressed through us is that we run into ourselves and we run into our blocks and we run into our own consciousness. Now that's not to say that we don't grow through having better boundaries or we don't grow through making different decisions, but it is to say that we get to be together and help each other and walk through this journey together when it's amazing and when it's tough when it's amazing and when it's tough, and we become a family together. One of my favorite quotes is from uh, Richard Bach from the book Illusions, and he talks about how the true bond of family is not blood. It's of joy and respect in each other's lives. And he says, rarely do members of one family grow up under the same roof. Do you feel that? Like family, sometimes family shows up for us in different ways and in different places. And we are family. And we are family. And we walk through this time and community together. We lead forward together in our own lives. And we become an enlightened citizenry that then from this anchored place can go out into the world and be a presence that can make a difference. I know that what is in our hearts right now for many of us in the changing world we're in is we want to make a difference. We want to, make, we want to contribute to lasting, powerful change that will make our planet a better place for all of us to live. And part of how we do that, because some of us may actually go out and do something in the world, a form that will do that, but part of how each one of us can do that is to be part of a community that will, will call us forth will say, I see your spiritual magnificence and I call you. Hey, isn't that good? I know some words from the poker chips. I call you. I call your spiritual magnificence forward and I see who you are and I ask you to be that. And we get to be that together. And in that way, we all walk across this bridge and embrace all of the qualities of it that Reverend Josh has talked about and that we've been talking about all these weeks and we absorb them and we are them and we become that enlightened citizenry through community, through leading forth together, through surrendering and being in community. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, text 720-230-1404 or visit us at milehighchurch.org.